preachers came by, and he was, you know, trying to find converts. And I talked to him for maybe half an hour, and uh, they they believed that shit about Israel. Man, he's he turned kind of green when I was talking about. Started talking about Schofield. <laughs> I'm like, you know, the Jews paid off a dude to re- write that to their political favor, and he mm-hmm. he kind of his eyes kind of did, did a strange thing. <laughs> but uh, they don't like hearing about that. But man, you know. <laughs> For for every adherent white nationalism has, I mean, they've got you know, I mean, a thousand, and and this is what people are reading and believing. And so you have this huge chunk of people who are in Israel's. And the thing is, this is the thing I really did realize from talking to them. They really truly don't give a shit about Jews. Hmm. If they believe theologically that this set of things has to happen, that will end up putting them on top. And part well, of that is, is yeah. God uses these nations to go after other nations. It's, it's utter horseshit, but they really do believe it. And there's so many Americans like that. And like Byron says, you know, 70% of Americans don't have a passport. And wow. they, don't, they don't think about politics. They don't go to other countries or they don't learn languages. They don't really care. They, and they believe in authority. And that's the Germanic strain in the country. Mm. That even the, even the sm- pe- smart people of German descent are just far too obedient. Mm. They, they really do trust authority. Well, the, and, the, there's also this other, you know, strain of, you know, of faith, of, you know, from the Puritans who came over here that, you know, they got kicked out of Britain that really, yeah. you know, embraced the Old Testament, you know, that really are, are uh, vicious I mean, moralizing you know, people, moralizing mm-hmm. assholes is a very well, strong strain of American character. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, you look at if you look at the reason that the uh, Puritans got kicked out of Britain is because they kept stirring shit over there. Yeah, waiting for the Messiah. You they, said they were assholes, yeah. Byron. They yeah, were yeah, 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 yeah. They were assholes. Yeah, so yeah, they came yeah. Over yeah here. Exactly. I mean, starting with, Cro- like starting with Cromwell, and people were just like, <laughs> fuck this, you know? Let's get these assholes here. And so they shipped so, them so over So we here. have the German docility and, yeah. uh, and the Anglo-moralizing assholes, and right. that accounts... And then the fucking Latter-day fundamentalists in the 20th century. So that accounts for a very yeah. large percentage of the white population that supports Bush unthinking. And then you've got your utter materialist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, how much do you make? That determines how good you are. Just like when I was on that radio show there, how much do you make? How much do you make? Mm-hmm. Yet yeah. another way they can discredit me. Because if I'm not making six figures or whatever, then I'm just some fucking loser. You yeah. can't pull any right. chicks. And this yeah. is how Americans think. And we're saying you have to put the man ahead of, of the materialist stuff. The ironic thing, you know, you know, if they had some nigger on the show, I mean, uh, how much he made would never, that would never be a question. No, it, it's complete double standard. But I mean, that's that's how it is here. You know, that, that's how Bush Bush is like that, and Texans. A lot of Texans are like that, and they, uh, uh, it's it, there's just these four or five different things that, that are all forces that combine to make us what we are. Yeah, and there's still a, a strong minority of people who are, who are good and decent and mind their own business. That's the good part of American character. Yeah. But they're not political, it. most usually. They're not very political. Well, they don't they have any power right now, at least. I mean, Washington started us on the right trend of, like, stay out of other people's business. Yeah. But today, it's called conservatism to believe that blacks are whites equal and that we have the right to reorder every country we want. So the Jews have right. redefined... We have become Jews completely. Here in America, we we think like Jews, we act like Jews, we talk mm. like Jews. We're loud, abrasive, stupid, obnoxious, wrong, and, and dangerous to everything around us. Yeah. We're Jews, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and, and we represent the small particle that's hopefully growing into a snowball of people who uh, want to bury all that. Replace it's it with just, a nice uh, white blanket. Uh, 
as we see from Europe over here, I mean, it's just basically the United States is a two-party dictatorship for the yeah, Jews. or a one-party government party with two two wings, and, and they've yeah. both agreed on the essential stuff. Like Pierce used yep. to say, there, there's legitimate disagreement, but it's just between two very narrow poles. Yep. You know, so that racial sanity lies far outside of what's legitimate in America. You have mm-hmm. where everybody's a racial liberal. Yep. Yeah. You know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any That's how opposi- it is in Britain, too. <laughs> exactly. And any true opposition to this uh, filthy, um, you know, Jewish uh, oligarchy is, 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 they try to smash it. Yeah, and they know. disparage it as hate. I mean, that's why yeah. they can, when yeah, I get on their show, they can insult me like I'm some yeah. piece of shit. Mm. You know, whereas if Al Sharpton was on there, they'd be kissing his ass. Yep. Just right. because, you know, they know what, it, what it's like. And that's how most people are. They just follow along with the, with the, the, the consensus, and it had never even occurs to them because they don't have the power to realize that it could be otherwise. So mm. we have to represent that strongly. And we will attract people because the truth does have some drawing power. And white people's interests are served by us, certainly not by the people calling themselves conservatives. Well, I think I, I think most white people sympathize with us on on some level. They're just not ready to to admit it. <laughs> well, they can I, still move away from it, and and uh, as as James has said, they have something to lose with their two car they, garage. They, they, they can't move away from it anymore. You know, I mean, every single well, county, not, well. Every Most white people in the US, do move away like, when colors dominate, and and they move to white areas. Of course, it's areas that are you know increasingly are more enclaves than right. truly moving away from it. Because, like you said, the Mexicans are everywhere now. Yeah, and we all know that from traveling around. Mm-hmm. North, south, east, west—they're there, and the blacks are always growing in population. There's no escaping no. this. No, no I would not hate, really. I would say people like ourselves who are involved in in, in the inner heart of this struggle in this movement to not to get discouraged because uh, what we're doing I mean what we know and what we've learned and we pull it all together in VNN uh, don't get discouraged because people are coming to the web in their droves especially white males and they are listening to what we're saying they're ingesting to what they're saying and they're agreeing to what they're say- what we're saying if that wasn't the case these Nationalist organizations in Europe right now wouldn't be growing at the at the at, at the way they're growing. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's part of a greater trend too. I mean, people are just getting bored with TV because mm. TV is just sucks. So yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're, they're 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 coming over to the internet. They're watching YouTube. They're watching Google Video. MTV's and, down twenty eight percent. They said. By yeah, me. and. Uh, uh, you know, people are getting bored, and, and and Jews are getting freaked out because the internet's so open, and and they're just working, you know, night and day to try to censor the internet. You know, and to second and that, I mean, you know, Byron, when I first got we got cable, cable's interesting when there's something going on, like the war between Hezbollah and whatever. But after yeah. that, it really isn't interesting. They just pick crimes yeah. committed by white males to hype, and you start to realize like these people. Are basically in the in the the fear and hysteria whipping up business more than more than anything else because otherwise right. there's really there ain't no news or nothing really to watch and they don't yeah. know they're not they're not intelligent people anyway. Well, as well, well the, the news is the downside of white people. Well, the, that, that, how the could they be story. good when well, well, they're well, on the TV whole, all the time? They have no time the, to read and learn anything. Well, well, the whole thing is is like there's plenty of news, but they don't report a lot of the news. <laughs> yeah, well, with, with their constraints, they, they can't report. report the true news. 
Right. Like, like we like to point out, we point out all the hush crimes that we bring up that, you know, Craig digs up that we've reprinted in TA. Do they ever report that? Like the gang rapes? No. Of four niggers raping no. a, a retarded white girl? They don't report no. on that at all. Well, I mean, I mean the, you know, the classic example is with the uh, D.C. sniper. Remember a couple of years ago, uh, yeah. a few years ago? And, yeah. and, uh, and they were like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're looking for a white man in a white van. And lo and behold, yeah. they found a couple of niggers in like a Coupe de Ville or something, you know. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, uh, the story died. You didn't hear about it anymore. And, and you remember the Coon cop. I think his name was something like Coon. And he, uh, yeah. he I believe it, overlooked some witness testimony about the right. thing they were looking for because he was because of ideology. Exactly. But we, we know that. And, uh, yeah, you, you know, you're I mean, absolutely right. TV has yeah. very, very little to offer. Yeah. But I, I would urge us to say all us involved in the inner, for want of a better word, the inner circle of, of this struggle who are pumping out the information um, and we don't really uh, uh, know or understand if people are getting our message. Let me tell you, do not get discouraged. They are listening and they are slowly getting it. Mm-hmm. Just keep I, doing it. Just keep what I, they're doing. I agree. We we just need to keep going and developing along the lines we have been, each of us in our own individual and our collective way, and keep doing more and more. And we create a community feeling. Yeah. And you feel when you're listening to Goyfire like, geez, I'd like to live around guys like that and their families because they seem like normal white people, and yet they're saying stuff that's so, supposed to be so horrifying. Well, just simple exposure desensitizes people, and it makes yeah. them grow accustomed to it. People are pretty adaptable, and that's why the Jews don't like us doing it. Mm-hmm. Because we show that no. there's a counter model to the garbage society they've created. Yeah, and I mean, we will you know, keep I, growing I, on all fronts. I tell you, you know, there's a lot of good white people out here in Utah who are getting really angry because <clears throat> this alien influx is something is something that that's new, and they don't like it. It hasn't been ongoing, and and they remember kind of how it was. Mm-hmm. Hell, I do. In the early '80s, I remember how yeah. Salt Lake was. And you're right. When I was there last time, I noticed a lot more niggers than I'd ever seen. And there's whole sections of the town that are like little Mexico, and the Mexicans rape and murder and run back to Mexico proper. And, of course, that's that's a greater problem. They do that all over the country. Well, and and now we got, like, you know, the Catholics bringing in these uh, Bantu Somalis and Sudanese. And then... And, and then you, you got a bunch of like just just American niggers moving in because they heard it, it, it's an easy place to fuck white shit. Yeah. You know. Yep, that's right. And and, and we also we also absorbed a, a ton of uh, refu- uh, Katrina refugees last year too. They're still stuck here. Well, I like Salt Lake City. It's better than New Orleans. I'm gonna stay here. Oh, yeah, I remember some, some incredible <laughs> yeah. article on that and, and the crimes of those people on average and how many they committed barely getting off the bus and they're taking yeah. drugs and weapons off people as they're getting off the bus. Oh, yeah. 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 It yeah. hasn't done anything for Houston either. You know, I no. uh, I was at the uh, store the other day and, and I ran into an old-timer. He was kind of sitting there. He, he he had to sit down, and I and I went up to him and said, "Hey, old timer, how you doing?" And he said, "Fine." And he said, you know, "This, how old do you think I am?" And it turns out he was in his 80s, and he was a World War II guy. And uh, and uh, and I said, you know, started so talking to him, and uh, and you know, he was. We started talking about the way it was, and and this country, and how nice it was. And you know, I said, I said to him, you know, it's the, it's just the goddamn niggers have taken over everything. And you know, he kind of he kind of looked <laughs> he kind of looked around, and then you know, he realized, hey, you know. 
I use that word too. And uh, and he had a big smile on his face when I said the word nigger, and it, it really made him feel good. Because <laughs> you know, I imagine growing up, you know, you know, you know, back in the '40s, everyone said nigger, and uh, you know, maybe in the '50s even. That's why we well, use it on VNN because yeah. they're trying they're trying to they're trying to breed us by showing all these niggers in positions of authority that we can't resist them, and and they're lording it over and laughing at us essentially, and using mm-hmm. niggers as a way to get back at them. Sure it is. Not to mention Jews in the legal profession. And white men's, young white men's prospects are diminishing so rapidly that I'm sure they don't even know. Very few of them don't know. And yet, James, in Europe, I see the white men in these videos that Devere just posted. They're marching, especially in Russia. Yeah. I mean, why in Europe they seem politically to be able to understand these things, whereas in the United States we might have a more finely honed sense of the racial aspects of it, uh, theoretically, well, I, but... I, I think in Europe there's more of a, a sense of blood and soil than there is over here. True, yeah, I that's think. correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, there's more an affinity of uh, knowing, even though the government would say, like here in Britain, that, okay, these Pakis from Pakistan or the Indians from the subcontinent of, of, the, of the tallest ball of the world, Calcutta, come into Great Britain, they're British. The British people have, as Byron would say, a blood and soil affinity, saying, well, they're not British, we're British. The white people are British. And, and, and you can't, you know, take a nigger and say, like, oh, this is a German. This is a German. No, you, it doesn't fly. It just goes, um, as I said before, uh, just before about um, the cultural aspects of Scotland and and uh, oh. revitalization of uh, I, I would call I would call these nationalisms pseudo nationalisms um, because they're quite um, they will accept black people in kilts in Scotland as part of their revitalization of their cultural heritage because well, the, 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 because the they SNP. don't want to be called the evil racist word you know well well, well the SNP you know the Scottish Nationalist Party has been totally infiltrated. Yeah, it's a socialist it, it, party, though. It, it, you know, as well as the uh, as well as the IRA or Sinn Fein. Sinn Fein's uh, a yeah Marxist. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, you know the, the Adams. Uh, Adam. Jerry Adams, yeah. Yeah, Jerry Adams is out there. You know, out with the uh, you know the you know the African immigrants exactly to to, uh, uh, to Ireland. Out, you know, defending them. And know, they'd be like, quite happy. I mean, Mr. Irish Adams. people, and these are Irish children, and don't. And, and don't yeah. deport them. And again, you know, you know, they, 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 these little black kids were like waving their passports. See, we're Irish because we carry Irish passports. That's why it's always good to use the phrase racial nationalism. When yeah. you use the phrase racial nationalism, you're identifying yourself as a white person who uh, who believes in his racial heritage of his nation and his yeah. culture. These Very people right. don't. They, they call white. themselves na- Nationalists, but they're not the socialists. They're they're, they're Marxian socialists, yeah. and they will have a, a, a nigger in a kilt in Scotland, and they'll call him a Scotsman. Yeah, it'd be, you know, it'd be, you know, blacks in British out, or blacks in English out. It's like, mm-hmm. well, well, what the hell kind of sense does that make? But the great hope, I mean, the great hope in Europe is the white working class, because. Yeah. All the socialist parties in Europe have abandoned white working class for big business. White yeah. working class are coming to the racial nationalist 
white nationalist movements in, in Europe in their droves. And that, that, that that's going to be, again, as happened in Germany in the, in the 20s and 30s, it was the working uh, people that saved the day. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the working people that's going to save the day in Europe. It's a global struggle. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Yeah. All, all our nations, Australia, New Zealand, America, uh, and all the countries in Europe, South Africa, I think that's end game in South Africa. That's what happens if you lose, is South Africa and Zimbabwe. That's, yeah. that, that's the model where if we lose, that's what's going to happen. It is. It's the paradigm. I mean, it, it's, it's the template. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's... Uh, it's forever. Uh, that's that's the really scary thing about it when it comes to Europe. Uh, if you know that's as our German friend who was on one of my broadcasts said, I mean the front lines have moved, and now the front lines are. He included the front line is Britain, and yeah, the, 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 the island itself, yeah, and and of course the United States and Australia, mm-hmm. and this is where the front line is. The, the front has been uh, the the front line in in uh, Rhodesia, and uh, South Africa has been breached. I, I, I hope, and I, I believe I'm quite correct in saying this. That you know the spirit the spirit of the the English the British people it's still there. It's because if it wasn't there, organi- even though you know, the BMP is not the greatest thing on the planet at the moment. Because the great John Tyndall died, and uh, but saying that, it's it's still a force of resistance against multiculturalism and multiracialism, even though it's not perfect. None of the organisations in Europe are, are as what we would like them to be. Saying that, they're growing. Then, if 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 what we're saying is not hitting home, these organisations would not exist. But these organizations are growing, and uh, there, I believe, and I, there is great hope for the future, and I believe that Europe is not going to go out without a freaking fight. So are lone wolves. Uh, yesterday, I believe it was, or the day before, someone threw a Molotov co- cocktail through a, the window of a yeshiva in Montreal. Where was uh, this? Shame. Montreal. Shame. Montreal, okay. Uh-huh. And he, they, they filmed him. I guess the, the, the cameras on the, uh, on the yeshiva filmed him, but... Unfortunately, he was wearing a ski mask. Uh, Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> Did they speculate on whether he was white or, or a Muslim? Uh, they uh, actually they didn't, but I think in prior cases it has tended to be Muslims up there. In yeah. the case of that yeshiva a year or so ago that was burned, I think those were Muslims. Yeah. These what these American suckers don't realize is that the same sort of intifada or reaction that you're seeing in France and some of these other places can uh, can come to America too. Yeah. Wherever Arabs can form a, a, a large minority, such as in uh, Debbie Schlussel's area up there in Michigan, or they already have a congressman or two that, that listens to them more than Israel because they are a unified block. So could provide some cover for white nationalist activities at some point in the future. But... uh. You know the Arabs have shown that they're willing to fight back physically, whereas whites have not. So I think far, the, I think the reason, if I look across the pond to the United States, I think the reason why, uh, unlike uh, in Europe, there is a, a rising of white working class people against the system because 
the, the, the political organizations and parties that used to support the white working class have abandoned them. So the nationalist parties have been able to suck that those people in because the so-called quote-unquote socialist parties in Europe have abandoned the white working class for the most part in Europe. That's why the nationalist parties are growing and have been able to build and you know coalesce these people into strong, large movements for change in nations. Unlike the United States, as I see, the states and the, the white people, for the most part, have been coddled since the end of the war with yes. their fridges and two-car garages and uh, and the whole bit. You know, it's only when it's only when See, that's that's white something that, like, when you say that, Amer we Americans would never think of that. Hmm. But that that is a serious difference between us and uh and, and Europe. Because it probably seems to you like we have more space and everybody owns their own house and and what yeah. have you. Two-car garage. Yeah, kids in there, uh, kids in a cheerleading school or the or the little league. Yeah, you know, a, a certain expenditure which us in Europe have never had. Mm-hmm. But the real estate well, there's just less the room, room over there. there wait, wait, James, you had Butlins. Butlers, yeah, Butlins, yeah, and Butlins, yeah, Butlins and Pontons. Oh, Butlins was a was like a what? It was like a uh, was like a. Uh, uh, a, a camp, right? Where you could go to and and camp, uh, jump in this pool. Working and people, yeah. It was a holiday camp for working class people who couldn't Damn, have a holiday. Yeah, B U T L I N S. Yeah, yeah. Look it up on the web if you're if you guys are listening. B Butlins. If I haven't heard of it, it's new to me. Do they still it, have Butlins? So Butlins is still gold, and they're Pontons too now. Oh, <laughs> but uh, it was the uh, it's the. Uh, English version of of the DAF. Oh yeah, um, you know the um, when the Third Reich came to power, thirty three, the, uh, they had the DAF and they had the the Strength Through Joy organization. Yeah, Strength Through Joy. The Boston's organization was it, it, basically that. It was the, the British version of that uh, for people on the working class who needed a cheap two week holiday, and that was set uh, up for them. You know, we uh, most of us here uh, in the American white national scene, and you know, Europe. Europe took, um, and there's been several very good essays about this. Europe took a very different track than we did in in terms of politics and their views on uh, 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 on socialism and conservatism. Uh, mm -hmm. Most of Europe, they have a, a very fundamental uh, difference in understanding what conservatism is versus American, uh, how what Americans understand it is, but. You know, one of the things as an, we need, and I've, we need to adjust our attitude on, because most of us come out of the conservative background, and and is that is, you know, the idea uh, of uh, you know protecting the environment, and I, I know Pierce was very uh, thought about a lot about that too, and the idea of social programs for our, our own people, uh -huh. and 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 you know having uh, you know having national socialism in that sense. For our people, yep. and uh, and you know, I think this is something that could really connect. And we've we've got to ditch this this ragged, rugged individualism crap. That so much of it is crap. Uh, and uh, you know, not not that any, any. I don't think any American is really hungering for a a strong na a strong central state. But at the same time, you know, we have. I mean, we we have to appeal to people on the, on these grounds if we're ever in a position to have a national presence, which I don't think we ever will be, but 
you know, they just want something for nothing. They want benefits that someone else is going to pay for. Well, yeah. that's and some of it. Tell them they can have it. That that yeah, that that's one way to look at it. I mean, it ha- doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be cynical in that regards, but uh, you know, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm rethinking a lot of my ideas about about, you know, what is conservatism and so forth, like you, and 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 maybe I'm thinking about different things, but. Well, I'm just talking about democracy as it is today. I mean, yeah. try to buy every class. Oh yes. What can government do for you? How can you screw the next guy and get some benefit out of his pocket? And that's. It, it, that and the deracination, and it, it's disgusting. I mean, we can have some sort of social climate in here, uh, you know, aided by income redistribution that that benefits whites, that encourages whites to lead uh, happy lives and to breed uh, and and to be well educated. You know, I, I'm all for it, and I'm well, not. I'm not going to hold your breath for Zog to do that, though. Yeah, yeah. of course, it sounds great. To have a, uh, yeah. To to subsidize the best of whites in terms of uh, uh, breeding, but yeah, I and don't I think it was a, a problem when we had when we had low tax rates from the feds. Uh, people could get ahead and, and save, but you pretty much it's religious. You have to have a common ethic that says money's not the most important thing. Yeah, service for your nation is important. But at the same time, the nation cannot be completely dictatorial and try to tell you what to do every minute of the day in your private life and, and force you into the army and X, Y, and Z. So that there's a, a number of things there. Well, we're not going to have Parade Magazine covering the first uh, generation of eugenics uh, white children produced 10 years ago and how beautiful and smart they are. That's just not going to happen, and it's unfortunate. But we, well, it not to be. change we topics. Countries. But did, did we talk at all about Warren Jeffs? Uh, he's the head of the, the unregenerate LDS that still believe in polygamy. Been around about eighty or a hundred years, and they they busted him, and I think he's personally fathered in the three figures of children. But uh, yeah, they, they their kids at a press conference. I think I did mention this. Uh, all these white Nordic-looking teens created through polygamous marriages, and uh, they have a deliberate policy. In fact, I'm going to put something on the main VNN page about this called "Bleed the Beast," which is essentially use the government's AFDC as though you were a nigger. <laughs> To grow your own colony of people that hates that government and wants to bring it down, you know, the, and not a bad way to go necessarily. Well, well, let's see. You know, this this Warren Jeffs. I, I look at Google News every day, and he's 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 one of the top fifteen every every day in Google News. Uh, his picture's right there. And, you know, and you know, and yeah, they're they're asserting that he that he. Uh, is matching up younger women with older men now. What girls that are too young, and they're claiming he's like a I don't know colluding in rapes of these girls. It's some kind of strange thing, but they're trying to get him like he's setting up. He's arranging child marriages is more or less what they're trying to. Yeah, trying to get him on. I mean, I don't know whether to believe the state in this or not because you know the thing is they they're putting a lot of attention into a man into a white man that believes that other white men should have a lot of kids. And so, you know, I don't know whether to believe what the state is saying or not. I I, I tend not to believe them, uh, generally. Uh, yeah, well, he he may or may not have done it, but clearly they're they are polygamists. And they're marrying them off, and they hate the state. He does not allow. They have a community of about ten thousand that's in an isolated place in the Utah uh, Arizona border, and they've also tried to set up a new enclave, or else perhaps move their whole group to Texas. Huh. And that's when the feds really started cracking down on him. They've been searching him for about a year, and they finally caught him. And so now on five, he's been one of the big stories. When the car, John Mark Carr died off, uh, they uh, they turned to Jeffs, and they've interviewed various 
uh, his sister and a couple other relatives, and they're trying to get him to talk about what an evil cult it is and how lucky they were to get away from it. But basically it's a lot of, and, and I, I'm sure there's many things about it that really aren't that ideal, but the simple fact is that ideas and views can change, but what, what doesn't change from day to day is is, is all these healthy, uh, good-looking uh, white pe- white people, regardless mm-hmm. of beliefs, and that's what ultimately Zog doesn't like and why they're going after him. But, yeah, they try to follow the, you know, their standard religious cult uh, David Koresh model. Well, see, now, the polygamy laws haven't stopped the Muslims in Britain, have they, James? Um, for the most part, yes, they have, yeah. Okay. Well, look, they get around it with Warren Jeffs by their church has one legal marriage, and then they call the other one spiritual marriages. So they're not literally breaking the law, I guess. But they're just, the, but they are polygamous, if you see what I mean. I have one one wife by by legal one wife that is recognized by the state, and the other ones they call spiritual. Is, is my understanding of it. I have a theory, and uh, I could be wrong, but here's my theory: any nation that's brought together by a religion is bound to have pro- problems as things move on through the centuries. And the United States was founded by the pilgrims. That was founded by mm. a religion, a religious people. Yeah. Yes. So from that point, I mean, I've been to the states a few times, and, and you can see it. You can see the the, the pilgrim, the that ethic is is alive and well in your country. But it, but it's degraded. It, it's been deformed and distorted terribly. Well, yeah, they claim we're Judeo-Christians, though. Yeah. yeah. And, and oh yeah, yeah. Anybody who has old dictionaries, just look up Judeo-Christian in there, like from 1956, 1960, around 55 or so, earlier. There's no Judeo-Christian in there. Just go look yeah. at an old dictionary and a thrift store. The original Puritans yeah. were kind of jerks, but but they were very hardcore and masculine. And then it, already by 1800, it was being watered down. And then over the from 1800 to 1900, kind of the 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 women and and a kind of effeminized clergy kept watering it down and watering it down and watering it down until pretty soon it was women are always right. It was let's go be busybodies and everybody else's business. And that fit into the the what is it, abolitionism, uh, that that pushed the Civil War. And I, I, I think that the horrible character... Run with it. I think that horrible character... was a Churchill who mentioned uh, uh, this phrase, and he was talking about something else, but it, I think it, uh, it's, it affects America. America is a... What a riddle wrapped in a enigma, or an enigma... That was right Russia? About, ru- about Russia, yeah. Yeah. What is it, a riddle wrapped in a name? Well, you think he should be saying United States? <laughs> I think United States is, is can be, uh, you know, looking from the outside in. Well, know, it's, there's so many different areas and types of people here. Yeah. It's huge. It, and they don't need to be politically united. Yeah. And they weren't originally. They were states who formed, a, you know, a defensive compact. But, they, know, but in Virginia, you'd still do things one way. In Boston, you'd still do them a different way. Yeah. You know, James, it's odd that you mention that because, you know, I, I happen to think, and I have no data to verify this, I think the white nationalist movement is a, mainly a movement of uh, northern European whites in America with a few, uh, and most, I think, I still think mo- the majority of it are people of a Protestant background, but I, I can't be sure of that. I know there's a large number of Catholics in it, though. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, I can tell you about that. Yeah. For, it, I can tell you from the Doles, from the Doles campaign, which is as good a measure as I've seen in six years, it's basically a, a Southern and uh, Midwestern, English, uh, German, 
Irish, and yet is much more Protestant than Catholic. But there's there are also plenty of individuals who may be, say, an Italian who lives in a big city, yeah. or an Irish Catholic who lives in a big city who have dealt with the Jews and the blacks firsthand. And so they, they may come into it for a slightly different reason. Then there's, like I said on that radio show, there's people like me who come from a slightly different background or different class than a lot of these people and uh, uh, are coming into it for their own reasons. I, I came into it, good or bad reason, I came into it from professional uh, inability to uh, <laughs> say what I wanted to say. So I have a, a political class type reason. And there's there's more of my type. Wolzek would be another who's who's uh, my type in that regard. And I think Jeff Beck, you'd probably fit that too. Yeah, I think we have a lot in common. And you know, even among this call here, uh, we're all pretty Same much. With Byron. Yeah, I would include Byron, Byron in this too. Also, uh, we're all Midwesterners more or less. And and look, this is where revolutions come from. Basically, frustrated middle class people mm-hmm. who who. There, there's no out for them. There's no there's no paper that will hire me to write satire that I'm professionally qualified to write, at least compared to people. Clowns I see in Fox are not doing interesting or groundbreaking. It's just not interesting stuff. Mm. And the people you see in the papers, it's not it's not that good. You know, we want to do we. They won't allow us to speak our own piece our own way, and we're determined enough that we go our own way regardless of it. And that's the type of people who create revolutions. Hi. And and that's exactly what we're we're doing. We want a country where we make sense. We don't have to fucking justify what we're doing to Jews. You see? So and and it should be that way for anybody who wants to be in a profession and I just saw some dumb thing. They they uh Brooke Shields and she's oh. all this is how so, such so many people think <laughs> and this is the total T V mentality. She's all talking about being on some show and she's uh Oh, I just loved how far we were able to to push the envelope with the innuendo. <laughs> you see, this is the leftist Jewish mentality that yeah. oh, that's what the First Amendment's there to protect to get even more obscene and sexual, you know, while winking and keeping it in an ostensibly straight form. No, we are the cutting edge of that stuff. We are talking about the stuff that they wouldn't put on TV in a hundred years because it's so threatening to them. We want that nation where we make sense and where where our people are protected and they are laughed at. And we're, you know, cutting-edge innuendo. I mean, come on. I mean, that's just a pornographization of society. That's not even a word, but you know what I mean. I mean, everything becomes sexual and innuendo-laden. It's tiresome. Carnal. Yeah, yeah as uh, VNN gets kicked off, uh, the Jewish pornographers are, you know, uh, flying their trade. Oh, they're, they're, they're more than willing to fill our bandwidth with uh, with porn, no doubt about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, with yeah. Linky and Dinky talking about chasing chicks when they're in their 40s. Yeah. You know, teenager. That's what they want for, yeah. for well, white people who could be men. And in all movies and all sitcoms, I mean, I mean, that's the only motivation for doing anything is to, like, yep. you know, to get laid. You can't, you know, there, there, there's no other, no. you know, acceptable motivations. Yeah, it's everything is 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 it's Mar- Marx's is money or it's Freud it's sex, you know, and no yeah. no one has ever any honor more honorable or nobler or even merely different aspiration or intention. No, they're really cutting to the quick, and they they really do believe that Jews really believe that that everything is just white manners are just a cover to hide mm. these drives and and a, and a way to become even more clever in, in pursuing their object. They think whites are like them. Well, Even they're, they're, not. They're, 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 they're suspicious because, you know, they don't understand, uh, you know, our motives. I mean, you, if you read, uh, you know, McDonald's uh, culture of uh, critique, yep. you know, the, the, the whole motivation for, uh, you know, the, um, 
every you know sexual motivations you know uh, uh, among uh, you know the, the Freudians and, and the Boazians and, and the Frankfurt School is because they have this um, they have this deep sus- uh, suspicion of like uh, European uh, courtly love. This whole yeah. notion of courtly love was just like really suspicious because everything in their society was arranged. The society that they came out of also was a ghetto, and they had the saying right. among themselves in Yiddish, life is with people, so that everybody is living an inch away from the, from the next Jew, and you know all their dirty business. And it just creates a dirty, filthy-type creature. And that's what the Jew is always known as. And when he was loose from that ghetto by Napoleon... He saw us and saw that he was, to him, we appeared very strange and different and in many ways more beautiful and attractive. And that's a yeah. theme of a lot of Woody Allen type stuff. And, and he basically worked to destroy us. And, and he couldn't accept that, yeah, it, it was like it seemed. We are better than they are. Right. We're more attractive people. <laughs> that's I just got, if I can interrupt you, I just got a thing from one of my researchers here at the Wolf Lair Studio. This is Churchill's quote I, about Russia. I cannot forecast to you the action of Russia, it is a riddle wrapped in a mystery inside an enigma. enigma. Sorry. That's right. That's right. That, That's a that famous one. quote that we That's learned in international yes. relations. Yep. yep. He, the, the, that quote is referring to Stalin, right? No, it's just referring to the country, I think. Uh, the country the, the of country, Russia. Okay. Yep. I believe. Yeah, that's a pretty famous quotation. Well, you know what I like is quotation from uh, what the... the, the the yeah. uh, the evening telegraph or whatever they were from 1921 when yeah. when he said that the Jews are trying to reconstitute society on the basis of arrested development yeah. and envious and he, he malevolence. Named three, he named three yeah he named yeah. three three psycho drivers and I mean that was about as well put as it's ever been. I mean he was a great guy for words. <laughs> he yeah. was he was and he really on the basis of what was it malicious envy and, and arrested he basically said they're a bunch of juvenile. Hateful, spiteful, malicious teenagers who who hate society and want to reorder it. Yeah, and, yeah. and are perfectly willing to kill off as many of us as they need to do to accomplish it. He yeah. said and that's he, exactly what we're fighting today in America. He said, "quote This movement among the Jews is not new." Yeah, hell no. <laughs> the Nameless War. I I posted Article One, and if you are the first chapter of the Nameless War by a British captain. Ramsey, and if Ramsey, you Google yeah. that, you can find the whole book online. Any have you heard of this, uh, James? Yes, I have. Yeah. Okay. It documents the Jewish involvement, not only back to, the, we. okay, we know about Germany, we know about Russia and the communists. He documents it to the French Revolution, all the way back to Cromwell in Britain, and the Jews paying off uh, whoever it was to bring Cromwell in and to let the Jews back in once he got into power, and uh, just talks about how they paid off and raised large gangs of people to attack people. In fact, uh, he was uh, a member of parliament, and uh, in 1933 or two, mm-hmm. yeah, he's a member of parliament. He got arrested under the 18B regulation, along with Sir Oswald Mosley and his family and all and, the, oh, the members of in, in, the a, members in a direct of, James okay. in a direct parallel. There were dozens of U.S. people who were arrested for sedition and thrown yeah, in jail sure, for yeah. a while. And this it's is what fact. the Jews do. In I've fact, even seen, I've seen them refer to me in what I've written as seditious. Was, was Yaki? Was Yaki one of those? Um, I'm well, not yeah, sure. He may have been yeah. thrown in jail after the war for something else. Okay. He was part of the Nuremberg trial, 
originally. Yeah, he, he, well, well, he he was on the uh, team of um, uh, prosecutors for the Nuremberg trial. For mm-hmm. the Nuremberg trials, and then after he got back to the states, he joined um, <clears throat> uh, McCarthy's team to uh, prosecute communists. In fact, the great William uh, Joyce, uh, Lord Ho Ho, who was hanged as a traitor, and if we ever come to power again, we're going to. Uh, dig his body up, and we're going to put it in 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 in, in, in a state of uh, you know as a great hero of, of our honor. Yes. He he was honor. American. He he was he was in he was from New York. See, where he is was, it that you yeah, English like uh, Irish or, or something? Were the were the British there? They they bury their dead, their most honored dead, at Abbey Cathedral, uh, Westminster Abbey, or yeah, Westminster Abbey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like, where oh, that's where all the kings go. Yeah. Okay. Like Pere Lachaise in France, or however you pronounce that, where Oscar mm-hmm. Wilde and, and all the other dudes are buried. But yeah, yeah. going back <laughs> to Churchill, though, I mean, weren't the Jews able to uh, to 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 blackmail Churchill? I mean, because of what he said about the Jews early on, and he became uh, prime minister. weren't they, they weren't they able to like blackmail? Him I don't know if they blackmailed him. They bailed him out. He was going bankrupt, and they had a. Uh, yeah. Uh, a group death, called yeah. the Focus and a Jew called, I think, Strakosh. Mm. Irving has all this on his site, and they they uh, financially they saved him from going bankrupt, and they backed him, and uh, pretty much he towed their line from then on. Mm. Yeah, got us into the war. I mean, anyone, anybody who has read that Sunday Illustrated Herald article, what he wrote about the Jews, yeah, and how he flipped. Yeah. I mean, it, he must have been in, in in debt up to his neck, and, and he, he had to pay the piper in the end, probably. Well, let's let's let's, yeah. let's, let's so let me ask a question. He was always an opportunist, though. He was always looking for the oh, next yeah. chance. Oh yeah, so, yeah. He was know, a politician. On top, go with them. Yeah, Democratic politician. Exactly. Well, about this article, the 1921 article, I think it was 21, uh, that he wrote describing the Jewish influence in Bolshevism. Uh, did he ever recant? Did he ever publicly recant and say this? No, I'm sorry, I was all wrong or anything like that. Not as far as I know. I mean, he, I he came so. out with uh, after the war. He came out with like two huge volumes um, of his life. Oh, by the way, in his two huge volumes, there was no mention of the Holocaust. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, 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 in his volumes, strange, you know, strange, strange enough. Well, what's amazing, you know, about two years ago. <clears throat> They put up a bunch of Brits as as candidates for the uh, you know I, I think it was you know the greatest uh, Englishman of the millennium or <laughs> you know, no 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 the greatest Englishman of all time and Churchill surpassed Sir Isaac Newton. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Is that amazing? Uh, I mean, people. I mean, as we go on and as we so slowly win this struggle and we uh, win power in in, in in these islands, Great Britain, and we kick these. Uh, in, these non-whites out of our nation, which we will do when we gain power. The one person, which I don't think the Scots will agree with this, but uh, King Edward the uh, you know, King Edward the, the guy, he was forced, forced, forced by the people. Well, well yeah. the people forced kick, kick him, kick the Jews out. Yeah, so he, he mm-hmm. kicked the Jews out. Yeah, only under the uh, the pressure from the British, from the English people. Mm-hmm. He was not going to do it until pressure came to bear from the English people to kick these people out the nation. So they, yeah, so they deserve great credit for that. Yeah. Just like we credit yeah. the Nazis for figuring out the problem the Jews caused and for yeah. doing something about it. Unlike the cowardly conservatives in America who worship Churchill, yeah. and yeah. believe me, he is the number one object of worship among them. Yeah, speaking of Jews I, I, who are in the forefront. Of, of movements to usurp West, the West. Uh, have you talked about this Adam Perlman, Asim the American, who's uh, <laughs> no, a... No, grandfather was on the background on that. 
<laughs> yeah, well, he's the guy who's been on these videos. He's about 25 years old, and Al-Qaeda has figured out that because he understands American patois and American culture, that he's a good front man in videos. And the mm -hmm. FBI has said that he's been in prior videos in which he hides his uh, face and like an anti and, and threatens that uh, uh, finally the United States will come to ruination being an, being an atomic bomb or whatever. He's hinted at ultimate uh, destruction. Anyway, the long and the short is uh, his father raised goats outside Riverside, California and changed his name to, what is it, Godin? Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> but in fact... His dad calls him Adam Perlman, and Curtis Maynard, who is a good essayist, uh, has written about him, and that he's finally uh, ferreted out that uh, Perlman's <laughs> grandfather was on the executive board of the Anti-Defamation League of Benai Bris. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Fucking Al As am the Americans. <laughs> As am the kike. Well, this, this guy, this guy has the smell Perlman. of COINTEL Pro. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, this Perlman, this Adam Perlman, he, he's seen, I've always pegged him as a, as a, as a provocateur, absolutely. I don't think he's Al Qaeda. I think he's making these. Uh, we're going to attack America films. Uh, yeah, it's totally believable. Oh yeah, this is See, these Jews all know each other. I mean, I just I posted yeah. something from front page Mag and Horowitz talking about self hating Jews. He not only knows all the ones that all that the racialists link to all the time, like Atzman and, and Shamir. He knows they know ten, fifteen. These the whole fucking complex, almost of the world's brain is a bunch of Jews chattering. And they all fucking know each other. They're all running scams from their various factions, and we have to just get rid of them, flush them wholly. Well, uh, you, know, you know, somebody said that you know being a Jew is like having a universal backstage pass. Yeah, <laughs> everything. That was me who said that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I really, I hate yeah. to quote myself, but not so much that I won't. But yeah, it, it's like a universal accreditation or like a universal PhD or backstage pass. Where the, yeah. and and you you totally see this. Like I've said, when you get into writing, and you see like okay, there's one guy who's a kind of a southerner. There's another uh, two guys who are Irish Catholics, and there's 25 guys who are Jews from the East Coast. Mm -hmm. And you know, you, like I said, you don't have to push their agenda, but by God, you better not stand against it. If you want to go anywhere, and that's exactly, that conditions the media you see everywhere except on the Internet. That's yeah. just how it is. And I know you saw the exact same thing out in uh, Hollywood yeah. in cable. Yeah. You know, that's, that's just a fact of life that people, people don't understand that media control is unlike, it's unlike controlling all these other industries because it has such a huge effect on everything else. I mean, like Pierce said in Who Controls America, everything you know about the external world comes from... Uh, from through the media, media. Mm -hmm. it's your <coughs> it's your eyes and ears uh, yeah, to the world. And then and the Holocaust is the pity linchpin, the pity guilt linchpin by which whites are cowed into even considering Zionism right. or, or yeah. Jewish uh, ethnocentrism. Well, I, I, I tell you, I mean, you know, this last uh, conflict with uh, with Israel and, and Hezbollah, it's just it, it, it it's great because it, it's totally Israel of its uh, victim status. They can no longer claim victim status anymore, you know. And I, th I think <clears throat> lose touch of just how how bizarre their actions seem to non-Jews. Well, j j Jews are, are are just unable, to, you know, to see themselves how others see them. They, mm -hmm. they, they, you know, they have no empathy. Oh. They 
they really um, do believe they believe their own bullshit. Like they're being terrorized by these World War II rockets. And I posted something from the New York Times, and they're talking. Oh, the horror is not the rockets or or the fear. It's that we realize that later they'll be able to shoot good rockets at us that actually go can be aimed at at specific things and hit them. You're like, yeah, yeah. So one day you might theoretically be bombed the way you just wasted Lebanon, and we're supposed to feel sorry for them. And they're writing this garbage in the New York Times. Well, you, you know, know what's a, it, it's, it's amazing. You know, they were they were claiming that Hez, Hezbollah was fighting fairly because they were able to defeat them. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know that they wouldn't just like stand out in the street yeah. and and, and yeah, let, yeah, it's like let themselves you, be killed. If you, you know? don't go out in the street and let our tanks blast you to smithereens, then you're an anti-Semite. Right. And then they're like fucking surprised that the guys actually try to fight back. It's like yeah. even one of them said it overtly, you know, oh, we got so used, we got kind of soft fighting these Palestinian kids. And we mm-hmm. didn't realize that they, they not every Arab will run away the minute you show up with your American well, material. I mean, I mean, you know, Israel created Hezbollah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's starting with, you know, with the 1982 invasion. Mm-hmm. And, and they act shocked that, you know, well, geez, you know, these Lebanese are fighting back. That's anti-Semitic for them to fight back. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's their policy. Yeah. Uh, so it's so wrong to, uh, you know, fight for your, your own people and your own heritage and your own culture. Yet the Jews built a freaking nation on it. Yeah. The sad this, part this, is Germany is on a nuclear You know, I mean, these Jews, I mean, it, it's just, you know, feminine attitude. that They cannot see themselves how others see them. It's just yeah, amazing. It's frustrating. <laughs> you know? Their terms dominate everything. Their frames dominate right. everything. And Hezbollah yeah. really inspired, I think, the world. It showed that they could stand up to them and fight back, and it destroyed their myth of invincibility, as a couple writers have suggested. I don't oh, think it yeah. should hide the fact that they got a bunch of nukes. So it's not like... Don't be thinking that Hezbollah completely defeated them. They certainly did propaganda through the media, but they got well, a lot of power. Hezbollah won the uh, won the war of uh, public relations. Yeah, which I is think so. Important. But in the United uh, States, with Jewish themes dominating everything, that yeah. bodes badly for young, particularly young white people, because they're really the future. It sounds trite, but. They have to deal with all of this. So every day is a constant propaganda battle, even in white people's own brains, in their own minds, and in their own consciousness to become correct or, or, or to toe the line. And, and, and this is really a draining on the psyches of white you, people, not uh, to mention Craig, the pocketbook. Craig, can you imagine if, if it wasn't for white genius and the Internet was not invented, could you imagine the situation that we'd be in right now? Oh, yeah. Oh God! Yeah, there wouldn't. There was no way to collect mines before then, except newsletters. Yeah, it's amazing. It's an amazing development in our life. I mean, now. we're old enough to uh, understand. Where in the old days we either saw a sticker, or we were lucky enough to get a leaf flyer or a leaflet, or we were even lucky enough to get one of the organization's newspapers or magazines. Heaven forbid, you know. But as the James is monolithic as, as the mind control is, yeah. even with the internet now, it's difficult to it is, make yeah. headway. It even uh. even is now because we, we we saw the internet was the uh, hallelujah thing for our for our race, which in a way it is because people can now go online and they can find that information quicker. 
But yeah. the, I, I call it the paper curtain. There's still that paper curtain, that Jewish, that Jewish filter. That it's well, still there. Yeah, and, uh, we, and we can't it, break through it. If you see a hundred thousand murders on TV by the time you're 22, how many pro-Jew messages do you see? Yeah, three hundred thousand, wow. half a million. I mean, well, you know, you know the good thing about the, about the internet for for, for other news, um, you know, you you don't have to rely on uh, TV or, or or your newspapers. Um, you know, example with the uh, you know with this stuff with uh, Hezbollah. Uh, you know, if we didn't have the internet on the TV, all it was like Israel is victorious today. You know. Yeah, it would be. Uh, yeah, it would. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's a double-edged sword, but I, I I would rather live in a world with the internet. I think. Time without Certainly, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, we just have Fox showing pictures. They really didn't show many Lebanese civilians at all, yeah. but they lingered on the Katusha right. holes, <laughs> pockmarks. Yeah. I, I love this. Uh, <laughs> this guy has cancer, know, and this guy has acne, Let's, and they run the acne guy nonstop. Oh, on, I know how he suffers. <laughs> on uh, on, on Jewwatch.com, uh, they have this uh, great video, and it's called, uh, uh, you know, Israel does not target civilians. And it's that uh, Jewess dyke saying, Israel is deeply sorry. Israel does not <laughs> yeah. target civilians. Looped over and over and over again over these images of, like, these dead Palestinians, these babies, you know, uh-huh. killed, you know, you know, and all this devastation. It's just like, Israel is deeply sorry. Israel does not target civilians, you know. Matt Shrug, come on, join the love train. Yeah. <laughs> Dead kids of Connor, join the love train. Yeah. <laughs> Here's something for you, which, which is very, very interesting. Fox News, uh, we get Fox News via Mr. Murdoch's Sky Network. Do you get the American uh, Fox News? Yeah, Fox News via Sky, yeah. I mean, you get, like, Brit Hume and all those clowns? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Get, is there it, any it, other it, Fox News? Is there an international version, like CNN, or...? Oh, no, it's it's it's, it's the one that you, that you, you, that the you same, see in the States. same assholes that we get here. Wow. Um, but we don't get the commercials. Uh, when it's commercial time, it just says, Fox News will be back. And uh, oh, But anyway, anyway. It, was, it was slowly, because it was so, the way Fox News is set up, it was slowly eating into the BBC. Uh, because people were, and I, when I was in the pub, they go, yeah, like, I, I, listen, I watch Fox News. I go, you're joking, are you? He goes, no, why? Well, they got hot, they got hot girls on it. <laughs> anyway, it was yeah. eaten into the BBC uh, news <laughs> slots because, and guess what the BBC did? They started putting out, putting out hot, girl, hot girls uh-huh. on the BBC news. Well, James, you know, yeah, CNN hot girls, those Asians. Things. <laughs> CNN has become noticeably more, more if not right-wing, even-handed as a result of Fox's uh, taking market share from it. Mm. Very definitely. Uh, well, are there more hot uh, girls on CNN? I don't know. Well, I don't know. Well, yeah, 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 they are. I mean, uh, the last time I watch... Uh, the right thing, people like Glenn Beck, I don't think they would have had on there before. Uh, that's true. Flat-ass <laughs> five-foot-two chinks, if you call that hot girls. Well, I, I watched uh, you know CNN for, for the first time in a long time, like a couple weeks ago, man, and, and, and like the chick anger they had... Looked like a porn star, like she had, you know, Botox, mm, yeah, you know, yeah. And the lips, and um, speaking you know, of that front, Craig, how, how uh, Craig, I know you're working on that front, aren't you? 
<laughs> yeah, we're, we're about the girls. Yeah, we can we can find hot chicks to put out our message too. <laughs> that's right. Everybody's already been. Uh, uh, They'll do it. <laughs> no. So we're even farther ahead. Just wink and look over their shoulder and, and, and roll their eyes and uh, start talking about congaloidals. That's, that's right. The hot news, the hot editorials. We're going to get the, the genius white guys to write the essays. and, and, and they'll come in just like I don't a see any reason that formula oh, won't work. What's that? Yeah, no, I don't see work. any reason that formula won't work. I think it's going to work great. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Meanwhile, the monkey continent, they're still eating each other. Yeah, <laughs> and now back to human continent. <laughs> Can you imagine that a newscast that was like one-third like African atrocities and and, and then one-third on Israel and then one-third on uh, uh, what I guess America and Europe would be left. But you, know, you, can, you can get a flavor of that if you watch... Um, it's a it's really good film, The Eternal Jew, and uh, the the Nazi era film, and you know you uh, yeah. you, you get a really uh, you can get a really clue of, uh, that if we had if racially conscious whites ran the media, what we could do, and uh, and <laughs> like I did in TA, we could have the rat, and then Alan yeah Bruce yeah would, the rat, <laughs> <laughs> they have all the rats. They show the Jews in the Polish ghetto, and then they show the rats invading like sacks yeah. of corn. <laughs> yeah. That's just good filmmaking. I think Byron will agree with me. Well, yeah, yeah, I do. I, I think what's even better filmmaking is actually Huge Seuss, man. And, you know, if you guys have seen that, is which is what the, film? Huge Seuss. Yeah, I may be mixing them up. I can't remember which is which, but well, uh, uh, you know, the, the Eternal Jew is the film we were describing. Huge Seuss was actually a historical pick. It was mm-hmm. uh, the National Socialist Germany, and it was all about how this, um, you know, this corrupt uh, local baron. Ran out of money, so he had to go to this Jew, this Jew Seuss. Um, Seuss means sweet in German, by the way. Right, and and uh, so he had to borrow money from him, and uh, and and so the Jew just kind of wormed his way into this, uh, you know, this local township, and ended up raping, uh, you know, the local chick, and uh, you know, at the end of the film, he got hung, <laughs> you know, uh, but you know, it, it was a period picture. It was a you know a dramatic. Uh, feature, but but very 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 well done. The ironic thing is, like um, Stanley Kubrick ended up marrying uh, the niece of the guy who directed Yud Seuss. Just a little weird piece of like. Huh. Can you put that, Byron? Can you link that movie, Byron? Is that on the internet? Can you, Yud can you Seuss? Yeah, you can go to IMDb and look it up. Um, I thought I'd seen that, but I guess not. No, it must have been the other one. I'm going to IMDb right now. They have free downloads of movies. I uh, no, they don't. But you can look but up list information. Is, yeah, that's a famous and, movie. Uh, yeah, Yutsus. You know, one night, uh, James, I, um, uh, I I was traveling and I got into the hotel pretty late and I turned on the TV and uh, it was a uh, it was one of these like pseudo history channels we have over here. They're so popular, and uh, but this show actually was pretty good and it was about. This British uh, uh, bomber squadron that uh, blew up dams. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, you know what the code name was to start the mission? The, w- the, the mission to go blow up the dams in Germany was uh, w- commenced at the, at the word nigger. 
Yeah. <laughs> and uh and it was a called Operation Nigger back then. Operation Nigger. And uh because the the commander's dog was a black labrador. We're gonna blow up their liquor store. And and, and the, the commander's dog was named Nigger. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. he, he named this this training of these pilots, this whole uh, this whole operation, uh, you know, like uh we have this in this country like Operation Desert Storm. Well this was Operation Nigger. Jeff, my friend, my friend here has said that uh, recently the top song, the the top song in Russia, was called uh, uh, "Kill Nigger," and it was like it lasted six or eight weeks on the top number one slot in all of Russia. Kill the nigger. Hey, hey, uh, Craig, I just sent you the uh, link for uh, YouTube on IMDb. I also oh, thank you, yeah. to, uh, you know, to Alex and uh, and to uh, Jeff too. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but 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 that movie you're talking about uh, is also referenced in uh, Pink Floyd: The Wall. Mm-hmm. When uh, when mm-hmm. uh, Pink's sitting there in the uh, hotel room, he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, go get him there." You know, he names the uh, you know the black dog nigger. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Right. Well, that used to be yeah, uh, an old term for a, a black yeah. dog it was nigger. Yeah, yeah. it really wasn't in Britain. You know, you guys were talking about Jewish producers, and uh, just yesterday, uh, Newsmax has come out with this headline. I've never seen anything like it on Newsmax. If you search Newsmax, you can find it. It says, Mel Gibson murdered in Jewish film. Yeah. And uh, huh. I think this is, uh, <laughs> this is the Hebrew Hammer uh, revisited. They wish. Yeah. yeah, and the guy who made this, uh, and, then, and then he's telling, the guy who made it is Kesselman. He's a kike, and... Uh, he went to the uh, film school in UCLA, and you know how many guys would love to get into that school? It's just mm. incredible. So this guy yeah. got in with a bachelor's degree in psychology. Uh-huh. And uh, then I look up the film school, school uh, dean, and, of course, he's a Jew, too. But Kesselman told SuicideGirls.com, it says on Newsmax, about the backlash. Well, we've already proven on the forum that SuicideGirls.com is also run by Jews. So this, again, mm. harkens back to what... Alex was talking about about 40 minutes ago is the, the complete overlap. It's just one Jew talking to the other everywhere, and uh, whites mm-hmm. adopt, uh, you know, just parrot the speech. They do. They even pretend to be Jews to fit in in Hollywood. We've we've seen yeah. that story in recent years. Yeah. yeah. Think about that. The, the, the guy who wrote uh, what was it called? It the, the, the the dispossessed talked about that. How in the mid 60s people would search their genealogy to find a Jew. Did I told you the story, or, or did I? Uh, we had a, uh, a my masters. We have a friend in who works in the heart of Hollywood, and he was approached, and uh, this individual tapped him on the shoulder, and he goes, "Well, uh, you you haven't been here long." He goes, "Oh no, I've been here about a couple of months." He said, "I hadn't seen you before." He goes, "You with the tribe?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've and heard that he, story. Because that uh, was. Uh, that was one of the first questions I was asked, too. Yeah, you with the tribe? The tribe? What's the tribe? Mm-hmm. Who's the tribe? <laughs> we I, know who I, the tribe I, is. I guess you're not. <laughs> I, 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 got, I got asked that same question when I got it, that uh, editing uh, internship in uh, Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. I was assisting this guy named Rick Shore. And I, I didn't know a fucking Jew you know, from anything. And uh, he asked me, are, are you a member of the tribe? And I looked at him and was like, what <laughs> tribe? What tribe? <laughs> Wrong answer. No. Wrong answer. <laughs> Wrong answer, no. He went there and this guy said, well, well, the guy that we know, he didn't answer. But yeah. even he was wrong because 
he would have known the quote unquote tribe who the tribe uh, was. I had no Where's idea. Where's wife do know? And I, I, you know, it was just like, what tribe? And I kept pestering him. I was like, what tribe? Mm-hmm. He goes, the Hebrew tribe. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not a part of the Hebrew tribe. Does that even matter? Oh. And, well, of course it did matter. You know? yeah. Totally it matters, yeah. In Hollywood, yeah. Christ. <laughs> I want show. you to make a 30-hour loop of salamanders taking a poop. Yeah. your first assignment. <laughs> Yeah. God. <laughs> just I can just see that. The uh, and I I call it the Jewish matrix. Uh, through the Jewish matrix, uh, because you don't take the uh, the red pill and you take the green pill, or vice versa. Um, and I the, the Jewish matrix is, is a great is a great word, especially in Hollywood, because it's predominantly, as we all know, run, controlled, bought and paid for by the Jews. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, it's the same with the mainstream media, too. Yeah. Not just movies. Oh, yeah, the mainstream media, everything, yeah, yeah. You know, and and I can speak from uh, personal experience, man. I was working on a, as an assistant editor on the show called House Beautiful, which was like the, you know, the TV version of the uh, magazine. But it was run, but it was produced by the same production company that does Modern Marvels for for A&E or the History Channel. And, uh, you know, and 12 of the 14 writing producers were Jews, mm. explicitly. You know, mm-hmm. and, you know, they had, the, you know, they had a token, they had a token Negress and a token white chick. And then all of them were Jews. It was amazing. Was the black part of like a minority screenwriting deal? Or I know they got I some of that. I don't know the I don't know the backstory. I never asked her about it, yeah. but it was explicit names like you know Silver Silverblatt and you know Goldstein uh, and you know Silverblatters are fucking Jews. You know? And yeah. they looked you know Jewish. And this was in like Sherman Oaks, which is like you know you know the Jewish part of like the San Fernando Valley. Um, it was it, it was unmistakable. I mean. You know the you know the people who greenlight this stuff and the people that that, that write and produce this stuff were all Jews, but the people who do the technical work, like the editors or the cameramen or the grips, they're all non-Jews. They're predominantly white. Mm-hmm. But the Jew decide what gets on air and what slant is taken. And that's how it is, you know. And and, and our supervisor, I was I was an editor or an assistant editor, but the uh, supervising editor. Was a total kid, I don't think there's one white. I don't think there's one in ten white Americans who realize the extent to which uh, Jews control Hollywood and put out constant uh, videos, oh. movies, and television to influence whites. Very, very, very few. I think. Yeah, they, they uh, even even with the inter- the event of the internet, they you know. Crazy. So go there and find out that you know, uh, you know. I wonder Hollywood, but the uh, the freaking media through the whole freaking white world is owned by these mm-hmm. these uh, these parasites. What if you could come up with a uh, like a chip that would identify Jews on screen and like put a little <laughs> graphic on them? You know the way that some of those movie companies like uh, they edit out the violence and make every film family acceptable. I think there's one of those stores in Utah. 
That'd be so cool, though, if you could sit there with someone and, and with a chip in your computer that would identify like everyone on a talk show who's a who's a Jew. Yeah. And just pop it up on there, kind of like they live. Well, you know, I, I tell you, man. I mean, uh, once you once you're able to recognize Jew names, I mean, that's that's most of it right there. Mm-hmm. Because most white Americans, you know, you know, I think like, oh, you know, Berg, Bloom, Steen, whatever. Yeah, but um, uh, Byron, but as you what, know, as you know, in Hollywood, the, it's the great name changer yeah. place. Yeah, like take yeah. Kirk Douglas. How many people do you think know that he's a Jew whose grandfather or he was named like uh, Israel Dembski or something? Is it yeah. yeah, yeah. How many people know well, that, he, I wonder? Well, uh, well, I mean, as he's gotten older, like most Jews, you know, he just looks like Mr. Roper. You know, I mean, you know, look look at Michael Douglas. I mean, I mean, that Mm -hmm. dude's as Jewy looking as you can get. But he sure does. Also, you can't go off of uh, off of uh, look of looks alone. Um, It's yeah, it's you really can't no. No, but they are. I mean, pick it up from the credits, but I don't know how many people pay attention. They run them so quickly. Well. But most people don't stick around for the credits. When, you know, when they go to uh, see yeah. a movie, you know, as soon as the uh, last shot fades, they yeah, just get up and walk away. Yeah, they're yeah, off. True. Yeah. I know in this movie, one third of the Holocaust, this guy takes clips of Spielberg turning around and laughing about Austin Powers, and then he shows uh, one of the women, uh, so-called Holocaust survivor, and then uh, he essentially tells the truth about this particular woman, as I recall in the movie. But it was mm. interesting to see Spielberg. Get uh, um, you know revealed in in a whites movie. I really mm. enjoyed that in one third of the Holocaust. Anyone who wants to see that, just Google the movie one third of the Holocaust. Just type that in, and you can download it and view, view it for free. Was that the uh, clip? We you got that. In, I think uh, on the main page somewhere in the uh, Austin Powers film. Uh, right, and I don't know much right. about that Austin Powers. Just some silly film designed for kids, but. The the filmmaker's point was that Jews get a hold of young people's minds at a very young age and inculcate them with all these multicult ideas and 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 just you know just stupid foppish stuff and uh, yeah. and uh, then they have them forevermore instead well, it, of uh, it, it, it's like what Kevin McDonald writes about in Cultural Critique that um, <clears throat> in mainstream films and uh, and sitcoms uh, Jews are are, are uh, portrayed. In a positive light, whereas like working class whites are per- portrayed in a negative light. Yep. Um, all in the family is great. Ep- is a great example, of course. But you, you know, you also look at like Taxi. You know that sitcom. Whereas like yeah. you know Judd Hirsch, Big Jew, mm. is like the you know, kind of like the uh, you know the moral Later. conscience of the show. And and the you know, the only one intelligent character, but everybody rallies around him. Or, or even more re- recently, with like Friends, with uh, you know the you know the characters of Roz and his sister, who's portrayed portrayed mm-hmm. by uh, Courtney Cox, both Jews. Yeah, you know, they're the uh, smartest characters on the show, and and, and all the goys are, are are dumbasses, and they always come to them to you know seek out advice. I remember a Jew telling me, a guy my age, that uh, he he liked to watch Seinfeld. And he said, he said a lot a lot of uh, a lot of people don't realize Seinfeld is Jewish humor. I said, "Are you kidding me?" He said, "No, no. they don't really." Yeah, I heard that. Is yeah, Jewish humor. Yeah. Well, I I, I didn't realize that uh, Seinfeld was a uh, Jew humor like twelve years ago. 
Because I, I didn't really know anything about Jews. I didn't know shit yeah. about Jews. That's, a good, yeah, the, that's a good It was point. originally written where the characters were all Jews, and then they sw- didn't think that would quite play, so they changed them to... No, they are Italian. all Jews in Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. They were. The form of, well, the, the actors are, but I mean the name of uh, George Costanza. I think the names of oh, the characters wow. were, cha- were originally Jewish when they well, wrote and, the script. And, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, what's her face? They did change uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus was supposed to be like, you know, um, you know um, a shiksa or whatever. But she's not. But I, she's actually I, I, Jewish. I never mm-hmm. knew it at the time, of course. I mean, all the characters are Jewish. and, and um, But I never but got it Jews. at the time because I didn't know anything about Jews. That's and probably the most, uh, I don't know, probably the same now, but probably the first, probably uh, uh, actors were Jews, producers were Jews, writers were Jews, directors were Jews. Probably the first. Well, they they uh, they took Edison's inventions, was a cinemascope or whatever, and they started running films on Long Island. They, they went out west and created a whole new industry, and yeah, they created the the storylines that they that made the money. Jews created yeah. Hollywood. Every single um, mm-hmm. movie studio, every single major movie studio, was created by Russian Jews. Yeah, true. Russian Jew Im- immigrants who went out to California. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you know what? And they'll turn around to us and say, well, the reason why you people are saying this is because you're just jealous. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, 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 that's always they're like, well, you hate Jews just because you're jealous, you know. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> we try to have the same solidarity. Though. That's hate. Yeah, and that's they, hate, they, hate Walt, they hate Walt Disney and took over his com- company and make films against him, but they stole some of his early characters. Yeah. Also yeah, a famous right. Missouri, Jeff and Alex, uh, Walt yeah. Disney. Ones. Yeah, he was from Missouri. And uh, so that's why we seek distribution channels going around the Jew, and we make our own media. Mm. And, yeah. and hopefully more people will follow us and keep doing it. And, and think about Seinfeld. I mean, it's, uh, you, know, you know, the show's popularity even in like syndications like I, I don't think e- e- even a lot of middle Americans even know that it's Jewish and, they and, don't. And, 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 and the characters are completely loathsome mm. they're yeah. not like likable people with like likable motives it's <laughs> just America like assimilated itself yeah. to Jewish mentality exactly you know that's what it is and, and that depiction of life fits the east coast fairly well I would say yeah. Not exactly the Waltons, Seinfeld. Huh? No. No. Nope. It's yeah, big you know, city, it, living in the big city without a car. It's just a a really loathsome show, you know. And you watch it, you you you, know, you look at the characters. It's like you know, how can you possibly like these people? Uh, here's something which is <laughs> um, yeah. I've I found when I was over in the states is something that is shown on like uh, cable channels like HBO and Showtime. If they're successful, then for some strange reason, shows similar to that start appearing on the network. Mm-hmm. So it looks like these Jews use like HBO and Showtime to see how far the audience will take the the graphic Jewishness or the graphic nature of a program or, or oh, the com- of a comedy. I think MTV. And if, if it's successful, then it's it's in I, another I, I, version. It, it seems to appear on the network. It's wild. I, I, I was talking to, to, to a friend of mine uh, a few days ago, and uh, I guess he was working at the gym, and he was talking about this, uh, you know, this reality show that they have like with 
Flavor Flav from uh, Public Enemy, and yeah. and you know you know the whole point is like to get him to just go out with white chicks, right? But apparently he was with some negress, and you know she took a shit on the floor. Oh my god! <laughs> and and it didn't as, as they it. do. And it didn't phase him one bit, and you know why? Because he was watching network television, a dating show on network television, a few days prior to that, and this chick, you know, goes out, you know, with this guy, and just starts pissing in a chair on network television, you know, just yeah. you know, just for a joke, just for a lark, whatever. But they showed it graphically. She's sitting there, sitting in a chair, like pissing, you know, like like yeah. like. You know, like this is funny, and this is the stuff that's being shown on 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 the major networks. But well, it's part of the cultural attack against our people yeah. too. Oh, it's, it's yeah. incredible. I mean, when you haven't of seen course. it for a while, you see what there's one show on Fox where uh, it's got that Jew Rappaport on it. It's supposedly some family show, but it I mean, the war at home, yeah, yeah, unfucking believable. Yeah, I mean. It, you talk about people who need to be routed up and just put up against the wall. I mean, they, and they do this. Yeah, they do it very skillfully, degree by degree. I follow it more closely yeah. than like country music, but it's the same thing. I mean, they control the immigration policy. At the same time, it's like Schaltung. Everything moves in the same direction. Mm-hmm. At the same time, they're opening the border with Mexico. They're producing for their record labels uh, songs by country singers uh, that involve pro-Mexican themes. Mm-hmm. And it's fuck yeah, it's coordinated. It's completely coordinated. Yeah. And I, 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 I don't think one person in a thousand picks up on that shit, but it, it absolutely is what's going on. Well, you know, you brought up the subject of the of the <laughs> of the crap on the floor, and uh, that made me think of the Shower Rangers, which was oh yeah, yeah, uh, which was Pierce's yeah. uh, famous broadcast in which he described uh, uh, it was an MTV uh, it was it was describing what happened on an MTV set where uh, I think a couple Jew actors came out. Where they had uh, they were a band or something I think they he, were I think so and but the but hours before this the the, the performers on the stage had swallowed a, b- a bunch of laxatives and right. then, they, yeah. and then they squirted their their poop they literally from their, on their these their girl fans on yeah the, the stage a couple fourteen year olds I think sued yeah. them that, but this, this is the Jew is the Jew is always shitting on the audience yeah of right. a paying Aryan audience. Yeah. Can you imagine on that? You they, these you girls, did. they go there. They think they're you know they're seeing the band they want, and they they get up front, you know front front row seats. They're treated to front row seats, and then they come out and they squirt feces all over them. It wasn't a concert. You know, it was one of these uh, reality shows where like is that what it was? Oh, okay, that, it was an MTV a, thing. I thought it was yeah, a yeah, concert. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it wasn't a concert. It, it was, it was like one of these reality shows that like MTV was putting together. Oh, okay, yeah. And 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 the and the winners of this this contest got to sit into, you know, got to sit in the front row, which happened to be, I think, two girls, one age like fourteen, one age thirteen, and then you know the shower rangers come out dressed like Boy Scouts. They drop their shorts and then they fucking you know shit. Unbelievable. Oh. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, this, this uh, you know, this spray of like diarrhea. Yeah, because they, and they thought it was funny. They thought it was funny, and then then it then it uh, got pulled from MTV because you know the chicks, parents sued them, and but you know, the, you know, you know, the, what Jews think is funny. I mean, just 
is different from what we think is funny, but but now it's like merging again. You know, you know, the Jews are assimilating us. We're not assimilating Jews. You know, just like what we were talking about earlier, non We're not assimilating the non-whites. We are coming assimilated by the non-whites. Oh, absolutely. We are becoming, you know, assimilated into this shice culture. Yeah, lo- lo- lowest common yeah. denominator that you just put it out there. Turning yourself into a nigger. This is how you do it. Yeah, exactly. And if you resist, you're a bad person. And and yeah. so 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 you turn on like network TV and and well, you know, this chick out on a date just for laughs is like pissing in a chair. And then you turn on the cable, some chick Coming. like shits on the floor. I mean, good God. You that, know? Yeah, that, that's I, exactly we, right. We, we have a like we've surpassed Weimar. Oh yeah, we no, totally. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, totally. They they were talking on that one show. I saw it maybe one time. Maybe I saw a part of this fucking show because I hate that Rappaport guy. But uh, he's something about they're talking about their kid like kissing another boy, and both these kids are like ten. Yeah, sexually. I mean, think about that. And this is fucking prime time. This is well, like I, seven I, o'clock I, p.m. I, I I've seen that show and I've, I've and, seen and like how, a couple of, I've seen a couple of episodes and you know the one I remember is like the one where the uh, you know the really cute sixteen uh, year old daughter is like kissing a nigger. That's Just right. Like snor- yeah. Well, but that's one of right. the most There's, yeah, yeah here's a show here's a show for you which uh, a friend of mine sent me uh, a DVD of was with Charlie Sheen and his uh, and his brother now. Charlie Sheen is no role model for any person in this world. Yeah, he, uh, he this show is a prime time hit in the U.S. I forgot what it's called, but Charlie Sheen basically is uh, he shows his his young nephew how to score with chicks all the time, mm-hmm. and there's no you know well. If you meet a nice girl and you fall in love and you get married and uh, uh, and you build a family and none no, of that, that's it's unthinkable. It's how you can score with chicks and and how yeah. many chicks can you fuck and uh, yep. that's the Jewish mentality. Oh, completely, and that is the that has become the America. Like Byron says, that's the mentality we become assimilated to. Is this yeah. Jewish always looking wow. to score easy money or easy pussy? Well, you know, and, and all this, you know, goes back to these uh, Jewish uh, intellectual movements, you know, especially like you know psychoanalysis, and 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 none of this has, has been um, empirically proven. But you know, the theory is that you know, if people are are sexually continent, um, that that leads to an authoritarian personality, and that mm-hmm. leads to anti-Semitism, mm-hmm. and so. You know, their whole goal was to, like, wipe out anti-Semitism. So, well, you know, promote <clears throat> sexual, uh, you know, promiscuity, um, loose sexuality, that will get rid of anti-Semitism. Yeah. You know? I would that's urge true. people, yeah, I mean, no, Nobody yeah. knows that, but that's, that's the yeah. hidden key to, to understanding sitcoms and everything you see on TV. I would yeah. urge people who, uh, awake, who have awakened and, and truly understand what the hell's going on to go and read Freud... Because then you get the real how sick these people are. <laughs> well, it, it, it's some really sick stuff, and and and, and uh, Freud was 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 a foundation, and of course, you know, the Boazians, the Boazian, um, uh anthropologists, uh, you know, adopted this position, and, and so did the uh, Frankfurt School. 
Freud. Uh, yeah, Freud. And, 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 and so you have these things working on like three fronts, and then they've totally infiltrated uh, the academic world, and they've totally um, taken over uh, our, our culture, I mean, via the mass media, because people in the mass media were sympathetic to this view. But again, you know, this point of view was never tested. It was never empirically proven. It was just an assumption. You know, white people are anti-Semitic because they're sexually repressed. So we've got to loosen them up in every single way. Yeah, and the authoritarian personality, yeah. the average white mentality is right. sick warped. And we need yeah. to save us from ourselves by turning right. us into whores. Did yeah. everyone see the uh, attack that the Jewish press launched on Tom Cruise about his, when he said uh, about... Um, Psychology. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying, well, he launched, yeah, he launched an attack against... Matt Lauer. Uh, quote, unquote, Jewish psychology. Psychology. Psychology, yeah. yeah. And the media... And then Redstone fired him. It was Redstone Jews turned on him. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Jews tanned on him. Yeah. He's actually yeah. now setting up like his own independent distribution mechanism and has venture or, you know, investment managers are backing mm. him in his films. But he, yeah, he started touching on. on the soil point. I hope he has more resilience than uh, Gibson. I'm, yeah. really, I, I'm really disappointed with Gibson. I mean, because. Oh, yeah. Well, he hit him more indirectly. No. Gibson hit him fairly directly. Yeah, right yeah. in the nose. He's more yeah. or less threatening some of their profit centers slightly, whereas Gibson inadvertently or drunkenly kind of went to the heart of their bullshit. Yeah. But they're uniquely but, but, persecuted. I, I, mean, I mean, Gibson knows the score. I mean, sure you, 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 you know, his dad knows the score. Um, mm -hmm. He's a traditionalist Catholic. Dude, he knows the Jews. The, the only reason I, I, I can think of that, you know, why he's backtracking uh, is because probably because they, they made threats towards his family. Not towards him directly, but like towards he his family. He even said that, that. Remember he said that one time, if I left yeah. that line in there, they would kill me. And, yeah. you know, no one ever talks about that. Like, hey, this guy yeah. feels like he's physically threatened by these assholes. Yeah. Right. Jews are under assault by Mel Gibson. You know, they mm -hmm. took down, uh, you know, the, the rumor is, I shouldn't say, I said the, the unconfirmed uh, conjecture is is that, uh, uh, they threatened Henry Ford too the, in, in a similar way yeah, uh, when he was publishing his Dearborn Independent newspaper and and publishing a lot of uh, uh, the truth about the Jews. And if they can take down Ford, I mean, Ford was uh, you know an incredibly wealthy man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So is Gibson. <laughs> oh, was there not a rumor about uh, the great aviator? What's his name? Lindbergh. Uh, yeah. No, no, well, Lemmy Hughes, uh, but the other guy who oh, uh, he, he went off Hughes, yeah, yeah. There was rumors about, about that. How the Jews get to him? I don't know. So I, I, I've I've read stuff where I mean before he went off the rails, yeah, uh, that he was like consumed with anti-Jewish hatred. Huh. Well, I mean uh, Howard Hughes. <clears throat> I don't know if. It, if they could have really gotten to him, I mean, he was suffering some sort of, uh, you know, disorder, mm. which manifested, uh, you know, later on in his life. But, yeah. uh, um, 
E. Michael Jones says he claims he actually had herpes. Of course, he thinks that about almost everybody. But <laughs> yeah. theme of his, his book, but that's what he why he thought about touching anybody. What you know? Just, uh, huh? wrote, I, I I don't know. I, I, maybe I don't know. I, I didn't know the guy, but for, from what I can actually say, well, I, I know. What, I mean, I remember when the uh, movie The Aviator came out <clears throat> in the L.A. Mm-hmm. Weekly. You know, there was this Jewess bitching about. You know, you know, she thought it was a horrible film because the film did discuss Howard Hughes' anti-Semitism. See, I've never heard <laughs> anything. What was, what was he supposed oh, to yeah, be yeah. too critical about? I don't recall hearing of that, or else I forgot. Oh, well, no, well, uh, well, well, he he was uh, involved in in Hollywood, and, and he, he had a uh, his uh, main movie was this big war movie, which he Hell's uh, Angels. Yeah, kept kept uh-huh. changing it and changing it and changing it. Yes, uh, the people who were financed the movie were Jews, probably, uh, okay. and he was getting he was getting pressure on that. I think because he was because he was in Hollywood for a long time. Mm-hmm. So as Byron and that's I where know, you ran into him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Even in the thirties, there's a there's this one great scene that's like set in like the early thirties where he goes and and approaches, uh, um, I, I think mayor of like Metro Golden Mayor. And, you know, the guy's portrayed as just as this really swarthy, hook-nosed Jew, you know, in the film. And, you know, you know, he's like, I'm not going to give you any cameras, uh, you know. And, you know, he's looking for other cameras. And you had to, you know, re- remake the movie. Give me some um, gefilte fish. But, yeah, uh, for a gefilte but, fish, I'll give but, you a but, camera. But, 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 I mean, I mean, I mean you know, this is a guy who, like, pioneered filmmaking. Filmmaking. Yeah, and this is also a guy who pioneered um, aviation. You know, like yeah. he came up with, with, with the concept of like, well, you know, to avoid the weather, to, to avoid shaky flights. Why don't we fly like above the clouds, above the above the weather? Mm. That that was all Howard Hughes, and, uh, and, and, and and so and, and so the movie you know portrays that the movie The Aviator, <clears throat> but uh, you know this one Jewess. You know this. Uh, you know this writer for the LA Weekly. It was like, you know, it, you know, it's a horrible film because it doesn't really, uh, it doesn't address about, you know, yeah. how he felt about Jews. You know, yeah. and he was quite anti-Semitic throughout life. It wasn't like towards the end. I, mean, I never just, knew this not. part of his personality. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. it's just like H. L. Mencken. You know how how someone relates to Jews is a defining fact of their life. Right. To the people. Holy who cow, the media. Uh, Alex. Nothing else matters. Did, did you post those Minkin quotes? Minkin quotes where he's writing about niggers and and civilization and and all this type of stuff like this. Uh, did, I posted what, stuff in the past on him. I think I have a category in the main page. I may have found that in Reader Mail or something like this. My God, yeah. he's a terrific writer. But Minkin, yeah. But uh, he uh, he's a, he he yeah he really is a terrific writer. I see why you like him. But boy, he really hit hits the. Uh, I think he hit the Jews too. With both barrels of the shotgun, well, he yeah he actually he censored a couple sentences out of his own book on religion about the Jews where he basically said the Jews may well be put down as the most unappetizing race ever heard of. It <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, was pretty fucking direct. Yeah, and he yeah. took that out of like subsequent editions, but in his private papers, he was pretty damn critical, and he would always be mocking them and, and making fun of them. But he mm-hmm. did they'll try to excise those kind of quotes out. And, but he, and but well, no, only that one I think is the one that he may have yanked. But, but he definitely, you know, his publisher was a Jew, Knopf, and and he had good relations with some Jews. But he, uh, 
I mean, he said a hundred times worse stuff about Southern fundamentalists, and of course, they did complain about it quite a bit. But uh, he he had stuff to say about every group. I mean, he pretty much wrote what he thought was true. And, and back then, there was a the censorship was different. It was more towards the main stuff that it was censored of his was uh, protesting or getting involved in the war, and the I people like who wanted to stand <coughs> up with England. I like uh, what he has to say about women. He's like yeah. pretty spot on. <laughs> he said, "Yeah, oh yeah." yeah. Uh, in defense of women, he wrote a, he wrote yeah. a book on that. That's kind of a backhanded attack on both sexes. It's it's funny. Yeah, very funny. Oh, he's he's the great. He's probably my favorite writer. The one I've learned the most from from reading in terms of style. I've, I've um, only but, read uh, the uh, uh, you know Christophany. You know the Christomathy. Yeah, he. Right. Uh, well, he's there's all kinds of different compilations of his work out there. Yeah, and you know he wrote essays and opinions and, and what have you. It's, it's all good though. Yeah, I think he's the best writer in English ever. My personal opinion. You know, um, you we we can speculate, you know, but about people and their private sentiments about the Jews, but you know. You know, I often say to myself, you know, how could a man, you know, like Nixon or something like this, be be taped saying, you know, uh, you know, uh, the Jews, you know, control the media, and if we don't, if uh, this continues on, this this country's going down the shitter, and and, and then and, 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 and yeah, he said, I'm paraphrasing, but he said basically that, yeah. uh, and then and then you got these private memoirs of Harry Truman saying, you know, but the Jews being the the, the the world's bullies and they and they uh and and you know they're always whining and I can't stand to be around them and mm-hmm. yet yet but what they do publicly is they absolutely cater to their every needs. Well, that's because I mean nobody can get into a high public office without being blackmailable. Well, you know mm-hmm. you know what Nixon could have done, and There's I've had no... this conversation. Nixon Nixon could have declared martial law. And and clean these people out. And he's probably the last president that had a population that, that would have supported him with that. And, or he uh, could have just not supported Israel in '73 and let him get wiped out. They were very close yeah. to it. Oh were, look, he had Kissinger for his Secretary of State. Yeah, I know. You see, there you go again. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, you can't get into high office in this country without being blamable. I agree. You can't. You have a network of people so that if you oppose them, you don't have a counter network. That's what we're trying yeah, right. to build. Yeah. Whites yeah. need to understand that their network yeah. and how they network yeah. they have a genetic fucking mafia that backs them up. That it oh it appears to be leftism or, or neoconservatism, or whatever. Well, it's just fucking Jews. Yeah. yeah. And we whites are taught that our network, for us to have a network, that's loathsome. The very thought of yeah. anti-American. We're trying to create a goy a goy network. Yeah. And that makes See, I mean, I mean, I mean uh, you know, Jews control the game, and and and, and to get anywhere in yeah. politics, you know, to high, you know, to get into, uh, you know, to high politics, high levels of politics, you have to be blackmailable. They have to have some yeah. to blackmail you. Yeah. Well, they That's they also them. APAC meets with every single candidate and gets them to write a position paper on Israel, you right. know, so that they can sniff out any opposition if it comes along, and of course it usually doesn't. They're totally organized. They have Basically they have a shadow government, and they have about half of the real government too. So well, that I mean, it, it's... I mean, everything like, is not what know, it appears to be. Well, you look at that guy knew, uh, in uh, New Jersey a couple of years ago. 
like, you know, he broke from the party line. He had, uh, you know, some homo lover who was like a Mossad agent. Oh, like, go oh on, yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's like, you know, this guy's a fag. And and I, 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 I would be willing to bet that most of our <clears throat> elected representatives are homosexual or pedophiles. Because, hmm. you know, <laughs> they can be blackmailed. Blackmailed, that way. yeah. Right Not again. Clinton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, dude, dude, dude. He likes the, he's a devotee of the vaginal humidor. They they yeah, love Clinton. They yeah, just the love, love, thing. love them, man. And, and, and that's well, why he was shit, like, they, they have They have the Amdocs that's recording all yeah. the phone conversations. They have a back door into the software that the military is using. they got the security yeah. at the airports. And they they have the lease on the World Trade Center. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> We need a new Pearl Harbor. They use it'll be there or free. <laughs> they were able to, 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 to ruin the uh, New Jersey governor. Just well, like, hey, you know, he's a fag. You know, he's got this, uh, you know, Israeli lover. And it just like, you know, everything just like, you know, collapse at that point. Golan Cipro or whatever his name they, was. They, they couldn't uh, <laughs> do that to Clinton because Clinton, Clinton towed the party line all the way. You know, even when he got his, you know, dick sucked by that uh, Jewess uh, intern. Yeah. Hey, it was, you know, no sweat. He towed the party line the entire way. <laughs> people, I mean, you know, uh, uh, the do. Jews are a great people of phrases and terminology, as we all know. I mean, if we throw a, a newspaper on a lawn, we're haters. Mm. If, if we uh, have people elected into... Uh, districts we are the Jews are concerned uh, if we go beyond being elected to districts to be elected into or are going to be elected to uh, a national parliament then we are dangerous well, well, you know, I, Jews use to, terminologies to psych the people you have to be blackmailable <clears throat> to rise to high office hmm. they, you know, they have to have something they can blackmail you with in order to rise to high office. Yeah, the normal, yeah, the, yeah, the normal uh, shills, you know, who are yeah. part of the uh, the system. Yeah, sure, yeah, they're all corrupt. We know they're yeah. corrupt. They're no. bent, in, they're bent in, 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 the, in, the, in the true sense, and in the other sense, freaking bent, a lot of them, <laughs> you know. That must be a British, does that mean homosexual in, in uh, British... English? If you're bent, yeah, Alex, yeah, you're uh, bending over to receive the kosher. Passive reception. I love that. Yeah. I love that remark in that Carlin video, uh, Craig. I know you watched that one. The American people are having a big red, white, and blue dick shoved up their ass. <laughs> yeah, this is great. Big red, white, and I'm totally convinced, like, you know, the majority of our, our, our representatives and uh, senators are, uh, are fucking, you know, you know, fags and pedophiles. Because mm. they have, like, you know, you know, the Jews have something they can blackmail them with. If you're not blackmailable, you can't get to that office. Well, there's lots of, there's lots of ways they can blackmail. Plus, also, uh, in the United States, also United most States. people have some kind of dirt on them. <clears throat> Yeah, but also in the United States, the uh, the politicians have to be fairly gutless uh, to get to uh, the Congress, I believe. Yeah. Well, it's a democracy. you got to please, you know, you, you, the stronger 
position you take, the more people you offend, the less votes yeah. you get. Exactly. So you, you got to kiss everybody's ass and love everybody. That's the yeah. fucking problem. Yeah. If you look at the uh, donations to political candidates, if you're and king, a lot of, I don't like, like the I, cut of your jib. I'm cutting your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I looked up Howard Berman in California and so forth, and there'll be people like a, they call them Jewish housewives. And uh, or they'll say homemakers, and you know they're 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 sending five hundred dollars from New York City to Howard Berman in California, or any Jewish candidate, or any pro-Israel, APAC uh, Chavez yeah. boy candidate, and it just goes on and on. They're quite serious about this political involvement, and and one of the problems to me is if you talk to these things about uh, address these issues with whites, talk to these facts of uh, Jews in high position of government and, and the plethora of them, they run the gamut. Whites seem unwilling to accept that there's an innate cohesiveness with these uh, uh, Jews as a people. In other words, they, they, they think that you're suggesting that it's some sort yes. of conspiracy whereby they're constantly talking to each other on the telephone. Well, in some cases, that does happen, like with the case of, uh, who, who's the one in D.C. that just got, um, you remember we covered him, Alex, the guy dressed in black there, he's a Hasidic Jew, I think. Um, a- a- Abramov, Abramov, Abramov. Yeah, the oh, main yeah. panel last year yeah. or so. But but I mean, it goes. It runs the gamut from Jan Winter, who runs Rolling Stone, and on and on, giving pro-Jew coverage, one Jew covering another one, and uh, it, this is just the way of the world. It, the, the, any more than ants or bees have to think about what they're doing. Well, you know, that's they definitely think they're a part and better than than the rest. Yeah, they, they consistently think that. And if whites say, look, if whites believe this. That they are very superior, then why not? Why don't we copy what they've done and and let's become like them in the sense of having racial cohesiveness or ethnic cohesiveness? No, no, yeah. that's evil. Yeah, 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 it's wrong. But it doesn't matter how they characterize yeah. it. We can still do a lot of that uh, ourselves. <coughs> we can we sure. can create our own we little virtual and real communities, regardless of what they think. But you can also point out, you know, uh, double standard. You know, it's like why does Israel have an ethno state, but we can't. Sure. Well, why and we do repeatedly? You know, I, I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, why does Israel have to? Is it built, you know, spend yeah. a little of the war, build the wall. Well, yeah. look, look, folks. You know, what do we spend? Go ahead. We spent three hundred sixty billion in Iraq. Whatever. Why can't we take three billion and build the wall? Yeah. Grand, you know, our border with Mexico. No reason we can't. Yeah, I, I got approached uh, last year actually by a, um, uh, a mestizo uh, reporter from like the Salt Lake City Tribune. It was when uh, Pat Buchanan and Tom, or uh, um, Baby Cannon actually, and Tom Tancredo gave a talk, and I actually got the AOK from like the uh, Republicans to uh, set up a uh, shop outside and, you know, sell some DVDs, and, and they asked me, I was like, well, what do you think should be done, you know, about the, uh, about the southern border? And I said, straight up, I said, I think we need what Israel has. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know like, we need, yeah. like, a 30-foot-high wall, you know, with uh, guard towers and uh, barbed wire and explosives, and they, you know, I think that would... And, of course, you know, they didn't run it. <clears throat> Yeah. But I mean, I mean, I mean that—that's really the way to answer it. It's like, well, we want what Israel. Has. Yeah. We want the same thing that Israel. Has. And those shitheads will never run it. You know, no. that's just how it is. 
Their it, Jews it, are very ethical people, uh, Byron. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you got to remember that. Yeah, right. Not. <laughs> hey, well, folks, I've I've got to uh, 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 I've got to end this call tonight. Uh, yeah. But uh, all of, all of you listening, uh, it's been uh, a lot of fun, and this is um, the backup studio, uh, and so uh, hopefully Stan will be back hosting these things. But I can do them any time now too, and uh, it's all good been news. recorded. Redundancy is always good news, although we miss Stan. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. and it's all been recorded, and uh, and uh, we'll have it we'll have it up uh, for downloads if people can stick it in their iPods. It's it's been great. I just want to uh, thank Jeff for all the hard work he's done. I mean, in, in, in the second studio, he, he's, I know he's been doing a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Jeff. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, I, I second that, like really. 24, 24 and, uh, it's, it's good to have uh, I, conversations. I, I will third that, too, because I know what, you know, you've had your... And, and let me say again... Yeah, so so we all thank uh, thank Jeff for putting it together, and you listener too, and and we want to, we'd like to get to the point where we could do a couple hours live a night, and I think we will get to that point mm-hmm. for too long, and uh, yeah, there's so much to talk about. There is, and you know, as we said, uh, pe- the people, uh, you know, like pe- James says, there is no Jew between me and you. Yeah, <laughs> that goes for whoever the me is speaking here. That's the right way. It, it's mnemonic, remember, memorable. And uh, people get cranky uh, when they don't get their fix yeah. uh, of white nationalist uh, chat. So we're going to have to try our Fox best. Fox distorts, we deride, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and you, you know, if if I can, if if I, I don't know, this will be the last word. But when you when you go out, go to bed tonight, just think about think about that big red, white, and blue dick. It's going to be running up your ass. <laughs> get it out, Lord Jesus, get it out. Jeff, put that George Carlin video up front if you would on the blog page. I will. People can see that. That is so good. Yeah. Lord. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, I'm going to say good night, folks. Good night. Are they good, good night, night, everybody? Thank you. All right. Thank you. It was fun. All right. <laughs>